I'm writing a vision and making it play Don't think it's a game and some of it just might be hard to obtain I know what I know it but I don't care cause I know deep in my brain I'm destined for greatness and I would not get it if I keep on playing So let me go get First of all, I want to say thank you for tuning in to Cake and Conversations episode one. Um, in this episode, I wanted to kind of tell you a little bit more about who I am and kind of how Cake and Conversations came to be. If you listen to the intro episode, you know that Cake and Conversations has been around since 2013. And I kind of wanted to give you some more information about how it actually came to fruition and then a little bit more about who I am. So um, this episode pretty much took a while for me to write. I think it took me about a week to really put the words together to get through this episode. For one, because I had to really examine who I am. And for me to be able to examine who I am, I had to first answer the question of who am I? So to begin, I want to go back. Um, back to the time when, when I first did my first King Conversations back to 2013. Like I said, it started um, at that time in my living room. But even more than that, it was a it, King Conversation was kind of a way to network, to hang out with friends. Pretty much it, it gave me an outlet to have a social life because I... At the time, I had two small daughters. My daughters were 11 and 8. And there was not a lot of people that I really cared to be, like, babysit them. So it was a way for me to kind of bring the party to me. So I would do King Conversations a few times a year. And every time I do it, somebody would always ask, like, when I was having the next one. Which was not very often because I was feeding these people. And folks like to eat, especially when it's free. <laughs> So in 2013, I was about 29 years old. And by this time, I had been single since 2006. I had just moved back to St. Louis from Lincoln, Nebraska, which I lived there for five years. And I had finally reached a point in my life where I didn't feel completely lost. And although I had the desire to be in a relationship at that point, it hadn't happened. But, you know, more on that kind of later. But when um, when I first got to Lincoln, I actually moved to Lincoln in 2007. And when I first got there, literally knew I hated it. Soon as I got there, I was like so upset. It's a college town, but it just was not my speed. And so at that point, um, I knew that I was going to leave. I just didn't know when, but at, but I was also determined to prove people wrong. I was determined to do what I came there to do, and that was to get a job or to start a job and then also to get some healing. So when I moved there, I was completely alone. I was completely alone for six weeks. Um, both of my daughters, my youngest daughter at the time, she was two. This was right before her third birthday. So for six weeks, I was there by myself, completely alone. I left my daughters here um, in St. Louis with my mother and my sister. And I went to a new city, a new place, a new job. 
and fell on depression. Like I was so depressed to be in that space. I would literally like cry myself to sleep at night and just pray and talk to God. And I was like, Lord, why do you have me in this space? And as clear as I'm talking to you right now, God specifically said that he wanted me there to spend time with him. So that's what I started to do. I started, even though I still hated Lincoln, I had a mission. And so I set out, I had a, I had a mission to do. And so I set out to just do that, to spend time with God, to really figure out who I was, really figure out what this life thing was going to be about. For me, I was 23 years old and just completely in a new space. So I knew when I left St. Louis, in my mind, I was never coming back. I was never coming back to St. Louis because I just, I needed a new, a new start. And so it was no longer when I left Lincoln. It was if I, it was no longer if I left Lincoln, it was now when, and when that happened, I absolutely knew that I was never coming back to St. Louis. I was actually going past St. Louis further South in my head. I was going to Texas. I don't know why, but for some reason that was the state that was in my head. Clearly that didn't happen because I ended up back in St. Louis five years later. But um, like I said, I moved to Lincoln around mid-2007, so around June. And I started to really get intentional about my healing process. I prayed. I talked to God. I read like just about any book I can possibly get my hands on, the Bible, like all all type of things. Um, And back then... uh, Steve's Hardy book was really popular at the time. I read both of those. It was just a lot. And unfortunately, I was at that time still in the mindset that Black people didn't see therapists. Like, there, that was not a thing. Black people didn't go to therapy. Um, wasn't necessarily the best way to think about things, but it was a way, it was the reality. It was the thought process that I had, that I had grown up with. I had never seen anybody of color in general who would seek therapy. There was a lot of people I knew that needed it, but there was there really wasn't too many people who would actually go. So even though I had that mindset, I still knew that I needed a lot of healing. And so after um, living through a life of trauma and drama, abuse, disrespect, by this point, I was broken. Um And I needed to heal not only for my daughters, but more importantly, I needed to heal for myself. And so two books in particular that I truly believe started to really change my life and set me up for the healing process were actually there by the same author, P.B. Wills, P. Bunny Wilson. And you can find those books actually on Amazon right now. They're older books, but they're still very relevant and they're really good books if you are kind of on your own journey. But the first book is called Liberated Through Submission. And the other one is called Night in Shining Armor. Both of these books, um, like I said, you can purchase them both on Amazon, but they both kind of started to deal with heart issues that I didn't realize I still had. I thought by that point I had gotten past these issues but you know for me these these two books really made it made it evident that i hadn't really reached the point that i thought i did so specifically night and shining armor um this book 
it every chapter you would read, there would be like homework to do after it. So there would be, you know, the reading, it would be something about a scripture, and then there would be a homework assignment at the end of every chapter. And I remember actually skipping one particular assignment because I was just going to let sleeping dogs lie. I didn't want to like hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't want to bring anybody into this process because I knew I knew that I had healing to do, but that wasn't on me to force somebody else into the process. So I was just, I just skipped it. I was not going to deal with it, but I knew that I needed to. Um, But ain't it funny how we just, we allow ourselves to kind of hurt even when we know we need to bring other people into the process. Like there are people, and, and when you bring somebody into the process, it's not necessarily for to hurt them, but sometimes you have to bring people into this process to to um, ask for forgiveness. Sometimes you have to just say the things that 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 they've put you through, and you have to be okay with whatever the response is from them because it may not necessarily be the response that you want, but whatever the response is, you have to be willing to accept it so that you can continue to move. So anyway, um, the person, the reason why I skipped this particular chapter was because it forced me to call again. I was in Lincoln, Nebraska at the time. And so all of my family was back in St. Louis. And so I needed to make a phone call in order to get past, um, to get past this chapter that I had pretty much skipped until the end of the book. So the person that I needed to contact was actually my mother. And I had to forgive her and I won't get too, I won't get too deep into what the, all of the issues were at the time, but I had to, I had to forgive her. And that was a really hard phone call to make because I had to, I had now gotten to the point where I truly understood what she was going through at the time. And I had to have the conversation with her to say, I understand, I understand where you were back then. I understand what was happening. I forgive you for all of the, all of the faults that you had and all all the things that I saw as faults. Even if, you know, at the time she felt like she was doing what was right. So um, I had the phone call and her and I, you know, at that point, our relationship was not bad. You know, we still we talked. We had a decent relationship, but it it could have definitely been better. It wasn't something that it was a relationship that I felt I really wanted to be better. But unfortunately, you know, at this by this point, it hadn't gotten to the stage that I would have liked it to be. So that phone call actually started a healing process that would then, you know, eventually carry me to the future, which is the person I am today. So. Um, fast forward to 2019, (laughs) I'm still single, but (laughs) well, you know, there was a short lapse in judgment back in 2016, you know, but I'm, we're just going to blame that on being highly medicated due to like a medical procedure that was supposed to be small turned out big and, you know, life and death type situation, but we're not going to dwell on that. It was a short lapse in judgment. We're going to move past it. But anywho, (laughs) 
I'm still single, but um, I finally am at the point where I have decided to get out of my own way and step outside of the box that I created for myself, which kind of became my security blanket. And over the years, I've studied and I've read and I follow several people and developed into the person that I am. Um, thanks to God, God's grace and his, his mercy, because those are truly the things that kind of carried me. And I know I've mentioned that I've single a couple of times and there's a there's a reason for that. And, um, you know, since we friends now, the reason I'm saying the reason I said that is because, you know, all of the the healing, the studying, the praying, developing, all of those things that I learned about myself, you know, my finances, marriage, you know, what true love truly, what true love is, forgiveness, everything in between. In my mind, I was preparing myself to be a wife. I had made mistakes. Um, I had made the mistake of looking at marriage as the destination and not a milestone along the way of my journey, which meant I was not ready. You know, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to really be, even though I thought I was, I thought I was great. You know, I thought I was prepared. Um, but I really wasn't because I would have had, I had at that point in my life back when I was 23, 2007 and broken, had I, had I become someone's wife, I would have completely lost myself in my husband. And I would have been everything that he needed me to be and none of what I needed to be. And more importantly, who God needed me to be. And so um, I thought that really all of the knowledge that I had acquired over these years would be you know, to be my king's wife. And in fact, it is. I mean, those things are not for nothing because it's it absolutely will benefit me once I get to that point. Whenever, whenever that time comes for me, it will absolutely be of benefit. These are tools that will go a long way in any relationship. But, you know, now in this space where I am now, I'm 36 and I have, you know, traveled this journey to discover who I am now. And I realized that all of the hills and valleys and all of the information that I've acquired, all of the knowledge that I've, that I've gained along this, along this way, it's really been for such a time as this. It's really been because I needed to get to the point where now I'm available and I'm open to kind of pour into whoever it is that I need to that I need to pour into to be the vessel that you know God's word and, and all of those things can flow through me. And if it reaches just one person, then you know, it was, it was, none of it was in vain. None of the struggles, none of the tears, none of the sleepless nights, none of the trauma and the drama and the abuse and the disrespect, none of it was in vain. Because if I can get to the point where I have um, helped one person from just my story alone, then I think, I believe that I've, I've gotten to the point where, you know, I'm good. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where that's that's kind of where I am now. I am at a space where I am happy, I am whole, 
cake and conversations is like a whole thing right now. You know, it's no longer just a space or a, a get together in my living room with some friends and close family members where we just talk about a bunch of everything. It's men and kids. It's just, it's no longer just that. It's no longer inside of the box that I created for myself. You know, it's, it's, I allow myself to come out the box so that now God can take the things that he's given me, take all of the tools that were already in me that I didn't realize I had had. And now he can, you know, orchestrate whatever it is that he wants to, you know, I allow now, now I know, um, that I can, I can truly allow God to just, you know, move how he wants to move and, allow this baby to be birthed and become whatever it is that God wants it to be. So that's, that's the start of Kagan conversations in a nutshell. It's not, um, I didn't really start my story from the very, very beginning. I'll tell y'all about the drama later. Um, but I kind of started at the point of, of the journey of healing. So definitely will be, giving more information about the past before that point and maybe even some more of the craziness that has happened along the journey since this all happened and yes just look forward to doing this with you guys on a regular basis can't wait to hear from you all thank you so much for navigating to you know down this road with me thank you so much for tuning in and listening I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, And I will talk to you guys soon.